Okay, let's go. I'm Lawrence. I'm Uzair. We're two university students trying to plan our futures and create successful and productive lives. Today we are having a discussion about the low information diet. Welcome everyone, this is Thinking Ahead. Right, so let's kick this off. What is a low information diet to you, Uzair? So the low information diet is essentially a term uh, that I came across originally in the Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, and I feel like it's, the principle behind it is that decreased input leads to increased output. Mm. Um, in today's world, when we have like a lot of information overload, every, every, every information is available all the time, yeah. I feel like we need to be selective about the type of information we take in, and that way we'll be able to be more productive. Um, it's essentially having selective ignorance and in my head, if it's not related to your goals and ambitions in some way or another, you don't need to know it. Um, it's like kind of living in a bubble of your own ambitions. Anything outside of that bubble, any information outside of it doesn't really matter. Right, so you're like trying to focus all your efforts on what you want to do and leave everything else at the door. Yeah. That's what we're saying. What okay. is it? What's it for you? I mean, for me, it's a similar thing. Um, it's basically just removing some of the useless information in your life. So you just have less noise, you know? So mm -hmm. instead of having um, all of these distractions and stuff, you just have a clearer mind and it helps you think better, helps you act better. Um, and essentially it just it helps you live like a better life, right? And examples of things you can cut out, you can cut out news or social media, yeah. arts schools, anything that you kind of think maybe you're looking at on a daily basis, mm -hmm. but it's not really contributing to your life at all in yeah. the long run. So how would you apply that to your life though? Um, I think in my head I've come across like, I made this like set of rules. Mm. So I use it like in terms of social media and like um, the news and stuff like extensively at this point and I feel like it's really helped me out. Um, but I also use it like in terms of just like the smallest of things. Like mm. if I'm learning something, for example, even a book that yeah. I feel like it's probably interesting, but it's not contributing to my goals and ambitions in some way. I just right. want to learn it, you know? So I take it one step further from what you do. Um, for example, in my head, um, I'm only allowed to check WhatsApp and Instagram messages every two hours, right? right? Because every, I feel like everyone feels like you'll miss out if you don't reply to the message as quickly as possible. But the more you actually practice this thing, like of low information diet, and you don't reply to messages, you know, just set that like rule, you'll realize that you actually don't miss out on that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, everyone feels like if you don't reply to this message or you don't see that story on Instagram, you're not gonna, you're gonna like lose out on something. But in reality, you're not really gonna lose out on anything. The same goes with news. Like yeah. a lot of people get really shocked when I say that I just stop reading the news completely. Right? So I only get like my news from like Instagram and like, so I follow like a few Instagram pages that give like bullet headlines. Yeah. And I only follow them. I don't read like elaborate articles. I don't read the newspaper. I don't do any of that anymore. Right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people get really panicked. They're like, oh my God, how are you going to survive in this society? If you don't <laughs> know news, you know? But I think the more you start practicing this, the more you realize that you can survive perfectly fine, you can function perfectly fine in this society, you know? 
yeah. by doing this, you know? In right. fact, I think I'm functioning better in this society because I'm not getting all that information, you know? Yeah. Because most people take all that information in, but you're never going to use it, you know? So I might as well take like a small bit of information and actually use that properly in my life, if that makes sense. I get that, yeah. I mean, I know that, for instance, especially with social media, like Instagram, it's so easy, isn't it? To just, you say you're going to, you know, go to check your messages or something, and then all of a sudden you just learn, yeah. in, you know, they build their algorithm to keep you on there. So you just find yourself a lot more distracted as well, I think. Yeah. Um, and again with the news, um, I think that's something that I have trouble with, is, is not reading the news, because I, I feel like I'm missing out. And I feel with anything that you feel like you're missing out, but um, I think like you said, if you, if you saw the news once or twice a year, you're probably going to learn just as much as if you saw it every single day. Exactly. So and like, if it's something that's actually worth your time, like 90% of the news isn't, you know, like, <laughs> there's like some things that are really important, but I feel like if you, I get that information, like people are going to, you're going to know about it, even if you don't read the news, if yeah. it's that important, right? Mm. So if something happens, I usually find out about it on social media, right? If it's something big enough, or like I'll talk to it with my friends and they'll tell me more about it, right? Yeah. But I don't have to actively seek that information. I'm learning about it from my surroundings. Yeah. So I don't think, and I think, yeah, I still think people have that mental block of like, I'm missing out, even though like, there's, you're actually not. I think one good practice you should do like, is going on like, uh, an information like fast for a week. So mm. in that one week, you're not gonna read any news, none at all. Yeah. You're not gonna reply to any messages, okay? And you're not gonna, do like read see anyone like delete all your social media mm. essentially right and i feel like it sounds very drastic by the end of the week you realize that nothing actually changed that much you know you might have missed a few messages from a few friends yeah okay. but if it's something that important that they actually want you to be there they'll call you yeah. you know or they'll come to you personally yeah so okay. you and like you can talk to your friends and stuff and they'll tell you if anything big happens like mm. you know so you you actually realize that you don't read, need to read the news and that'll improve your confidence and then you can start applying it daily in your life. Yeah. So I think that's a good first exercise to try. So it's kind of like you're taking it all the way to the extreme so that, you know, you're kind of... You're, yeah, you're throwing saying, yourself in the deep end yeah, exactly. to kind of know that, you know, if the deep end isn't that bad, right? Then, then I, I, like the shallow is definitely not going to be exactly. as bad, right? Um, yeah. So, like, in specific instances, how do you apply How do you apply it in your life? Like, are there some things you do, like, not read messages? I know you don't reply to messages that often. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So, with me, I think, so in terms of social media, um, I tend to stay off as many of the big ones as I can. So, I don't use yeah. Facebook really at all or, or Snapchat. Mm -hmm. um, I try and stay off Instagram as much as I can because yeah. I, I know it's, it's quite easy for me to get lured back in. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, so I try and keep everyone on WhatsApp. And I think the thing with starting is that if people are messaging you on all of these different platforms, but you just want them to message you on WhatsApp, people think it's quite hard to kind of move them away. But I think if you just don't reply and you just say, message me on WhatsApp, they're going to just message you on WhatsApp. Yeah. Or else they're not going to get the message, right? That's true, that's true, that's true. Um, yeah, I think I should actually, I didn't think about that. Like, I think... I should like direct all my messages on one platform. Yeah. Because that's just like focus and it's better. I haven't done that actually. Yeah. I do get like Instagram DMs and stuff and I don't reply. Exactly. Yeah, I should probably do that. 
but also like um i think i have a bad i have a hard like i think in terms of like the news and stuff and like mm. books i do it really well but i feel like in terms of social media i still feel like i have that fear of missing out yeah. so what i've come to realize i made this rule where i'm only going to reply once every hour mm. to people um i actually care about right so yeah. people who like matter and stuff and who i want to like uh even if they're not close to me like if i feel like we have like something important going mm. like i feel like i could be friends with them or something mm. then i probably like reply to them every one hour but for like group chats or like people who i know that nothing is ever going to happen i reply like once a day at the end of the day yeah i'll only go through them you know cuz that way i feel like i can be i can i'm still not throwing myself in the deep end to yeah. some degree but um i'm also like be, making rules you know setting standards that i should follow so for instance if you go on snapchat and facebook and instagram you have to to actually get to your messages you're going to have to go through all of this information all of these distractions yeah. so if you have your all your messages in one place and your social media in the other place then it's it's very it's easier to separate and not yeah. get distracted by things yeah i think i should do that more often i feel like if people reply message me on instagram and stuff i'll probably be like you know message yeah. me on whatsapp and i think i'm only going to reply there exactly. i think that's fair i think yeah that's a good idea um also like so for instagram stories and stuff right what i essentially do is i follow the same advice from now on i'm only going to start seeing the stories of people who are close to me in some degree you know mm. i've made a rule i'm only going to like go through them once in a day yeah okay at the end of the day i'll go through them all really quick you know mm. and i'm going to not see the stories of people who i feel like whose stories like i know there's nothing going to be there like yeah. they don't add any value the kind yeah. of distraction i don't care about those people at all right but if it's someone who i care about even slightly or like i know nearby you know or i might need them in the future or something mm. uh, then i then i just like i'll go through their stories but i feel like even by doing that you can get rid of like so many people you know like it's just yeah you know and i, I think it's a the problem with people our age as well you know we university students there's so much social activity happening around yeah. us it's very easy to get that fomo you know you, yeah, yeah, yeah you you feel like you want to you're going to miss something mm-hmm. with just you know a couple of stories if there's a party or a social event or anything yeah but really at the end of the day like you said if you do that one week cleanse where you just shut it all out at the end of the week you realize nothing's happened like nothing's yeah. changed you yeah. haven't missed anything exactly and like if i don't know i feel like again like there's the whole like idea of like it's also quite toxic like seeing other people so i think going on a low information diet helps you like curate this bubble like where you are the only one who is there along with the people you actually care about yeah. and that makes you a lot more like grateful and then you would stop feeling shit about how much fun other people are having because you're not looking at how much fun they're having you know yeah so what i do is like i mean i've gotten over it initially what i used to do was like just like not look at their stories and look at the stories of only the people i care about yeah but i feel like now that i've come to terms with the idea of like becoming secure with myself and like stop caring about what other people are doing you know but um so then i can like actually start looking at other people's story and it won't affect me in any way i just look yeah. at them for the sake of looking at them i get it so i mean so social media limits it yeah try and look at it once or twice if you can but not too much mm-hmm. um 
And then news, you leave that completely, do you? I leave or... it out completely. Okay. Okay. And I just follow like social media. Some, um, like for example, Bloomberg News, mm. right? Or like some political experts who you, who I feel like give out a good, good like piece of information. Or even like meme pages, political memes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they have like a lot of like good information, especially information that you kind of agree with in some way, right? Okay. Because I feel like in the newspaper and stuff, it's like they try to be unbiased by providing like both aisles and stuff, right? Mm. But that's just a waste of time. Like literally, like you're not going to be convinced yeah. by reading that, you know? They just want to increase their viewership by doing yeah. that. So what you should do is I feel like just like go, just follow whoever you kind of agree with and then yeah. get like that small condensed piece of information from them, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I think with me, like especially with the news, I think that's my crux more so than the social media. Is I don't mind, well, I mind less if I miss someone's Instagram story or what they're posting about, but I mind more if I'm missing the news because I kind of feel like I'm, I don't know, the world is happening around you and, you, and you're you're missing out on it. Yeah, honestly, um, like, just I'm telling you, just like ignore it, like for one week, yeah. and I'll tell you, like you won't really, it won't make that much of a difference. And for me, initially, I struggled with that idea a lot, mm. uh, because like I want, I have like political ambitions in some way. I want to like improve the world and stuff. And I figured like if I'm not even reading the news, then how am I gonna do it? Yeah, but in exactly. my head, what I realized is like, if there's anything important that I need to know, I'll get to know it from the new, from like the people around me, anyways. And instead of reading that news I, I was never acting on it right but mm. now i'm not reading that news but i st uh, then i have a lot of free time on my hands that i can actively work on improving myself you know yeah so i feel like with the low information diet i can focus on the things that matter and rather than reading about it i can actually act on those things and improve myself rather than yeah improve myself in order to achieve those goals rather than having to read about them you know because we already know what we, we want to achieve in some degree right yeah. So you, if you want to improve the world, you don't change the world and stuff. You don't have to know whatever is happening in the world. Yeah. Right? You can just, you know what's wrong in some ways, or at least I do in my uh, opinion. And then I can work actively to improve myself in that avenue. And I don't think that news helps me in any way. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you should completely shut yourself out from the world and be completely ignorant, <laughs> you know? Like, I still get my information in. But I get it like in a very condensed format and in like a very concise manner. Yeah. I don't go through like two hours of like reading the newspaper yeah. to get to the information. I feel like Instagram and like social media and like people kind of filter out all the unnecessary information and give it to me themselves, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I think the idea, like even when you you always feel like when you're reading instructions or you feel like you're watching a video or like in a book, for example, as well, mm. someone is saying something important that you feel like you might need it in the future, yeah. right? So you learn the thing, right? And then, but you, you are not going to use it like in like instantly right now, you know, in the immediate yeah. future, but you're going to need it somewhere along like three or four months from now, yeah. right? That is like a very gray area where a lot of people like make mistake in like the uh, low information diet. Because mm. I feel like in that instance, it might seem like taking that information in is actually important. So, yeah. but in reality, that is not important information. Like when I say the low information diet, that information has to be cut out completely.
Yeah. So okay. because what Tim Ferriss says is practice the art of just in time information rather than just in case information. Mm. Right. So what that means is essentially that rather than learning things that you might need in the future, right? Yeah. Ask yourself, am I going to need it now? Right. Yeah. If the answer is no, don't bother. Okay. Because if you're ever going to need it in the future, then you can then you can go through this information again mm. in the future. But what's the process with that? And so would you log a piece of information for the future you to, to come back to, to read over and go, oh, page 296. That's what I do. Book. So when I was going through Tim Ferriss's book, for example, yeah. yeah, what I did was if I came across some things about like business and stuff where he talks mm. about like drop shipping and things, mm. I know I'm not going to use it now, mm. but I might need it in the future. So what I write is read chapter this and this, right? Mm. Talks about drop shipping and stuff. All right. Yeah. And then I just skip the chapter. Oh, that makes sense. oh, so the whole chapter you just... I just skip it. Okay. Right? Because that way, yeah, I don't need that information now, you know? Yeah. So I saved so much time, but I know that information exists so I can come back to it when I need it. I get it. So that is also practicing low information diet. It might not seem obvious, but that's one way of doing it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people make, miss, miss out on that. Okay. Also, another thing I think a lot of people make mistakes on um, is... Learn the art of not finishing, okay? Yeah. So I feel like when we go for movies and stuff, or we go through articles, we are halfway through the article when we realize that this is not important. This is not important for me yeah. right now. I don't need it, you know? I'm not going to need it in my immediate future. But we feel like we are halfway through it, so we might as well complete it. But that's actually a very toxic mentality to have because you're wasting your time, you know? You've yeah. already wasted five minutes. Doesn't mean like you have to waste another five minutes right? yeah. completing the article. So what I do is if like, don't stick around till the end, right? If you don't enjoy the movie, just go like, leave it. You know, if you're not if you feel like it's not informative enough, yeah. leave it. If the audiobook you're listening to is not related to your goals and ambitions in any, in any way, or even if it is related, it isn't, uh, you're not going to need that information right now leave you know i feel like i do that to the same maybe to a different extent but i feel like i do that quite a lot i think especially with a book you know when you start reading a book you don't always know how good that book's going to be and if you get maybe two chapters in and you realize this book's actually garbage there's no point reading another 18 chapters right yeah because that's just that's what that's going to be 10 hours of reading maybe yeah 20 hours of reading exactly. you, you're never going to get that back you could spend that time reading a better book Exactly. Out. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Like practicing the art of not finishing. Yeah? yeah. And I think to practice that, I think what we people can do is like know that if you're gonna start reading this book, okay, mm -hmm. which you know is not important for you, like yeah. suppose it's like a book on neuroscience, okay. Yeah. I don't need that information. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start reading the first three pages. Yeah. Right. And then I start reading halfway through the page. Because that gives me kind of like practice. Through the third page? Yeah. So that's what I do. Oh, I'll give you an example. Because that gives me like practice. Because I feel like usually people have the urge to complete that one page. Right? I see. But what I'm going to do is I'm not going to complete that one page. To and I feel like, like that gives me like practice. Yeah. Everything is a muscle, right? So the more you practice, the better you get at it. So even in terms of like low information diet, the more you practice being on the low information diet, the better you get at it. This would be for someone who like is trying to discipline their mind then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like to think of it as disciplined reps. Like okay. 
the more you practice discipline in terms of your actions in, in any avenue of your life, it translates to other avenues of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. even in terms of like that book thing, it kind of helps. You know. Okay. So then, for a, let's say we have a university student. Oh yeah. And they're just trying to start out with a low information diet. They're not trying to do anything too drastic. Yeah. Let's say maybe they've they've done this one week cleanse and yeah. they've, they've kind of seen all right. Well, I can you know I can take some of these things out of my life. Where where should we get them to start? As in, should we try and say cut out all social media completely, or like how would they pick? How do they go about? I think it depends on your goals and ambitions, right? Yeah. If you feel like you want to be a journalist, then by all means, I think news you shouldn't cut out news, you know. But for me, I don't want to be a journalist, right? So what I do is um, I completely cut that out. But yeah. for me, I want to improve on my social life. So I don't cut out social media completely because I know that I still need to be on there. I still need to reply to some people in order to build those social connections. Right. Right. But I feel like once I reach the point where I feel contempt, I don't need to meet any new people. Then I can like completely cut it out, and then I know that I'm not missing out on anything. But right now I feel like there are actual implications that I might have if I stop replying to people on social media or stop like watching what they do. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like, to what extent would you like follow the low information diet? Because I feel like that's where we disagree. Yeah. So I think for me, the the main thing is time saving. Yeah. Right. But don't get me wrong. I love learning and I love taking in information. Yeah. But I'm like you said, I'm trying to limit that. So I won't do the social media except mm -hmm. for I, I do have a guilty pleasure for for TikTok. Mm -hmm. I think that's my weak point. I think that's something I can procrastinate a lot on. But I'm, trying to limit that okay um i'm trying to reduce the news but then that's probably where i leave it that's the extent where i go okay that's my low information but then when it comes to things like books and things like that that's where i'm going i have no limit because for me and especially with uh youtube videos as well yeah i think there's so much good information out there and there's so much information that will provoke a thought or an idea within you that you kind of need them things, and I think that's where we probably disagree. Is that book in neuroscience? Yeah. Maybe that doesn't apply directly to you, but in some ways you might be able to use that information. I mean, you have lots of economic models which are modeled on physics or on biology or on other things, and in the same way you might be able to apply some concepts from one completely different field to a field that relates to you. Yeah, but hear me out on this. For those books, I would classify them more as like pleasure reading rather mm. than information reading, mm. right? Because I wouldn't read any book like that for um, for its inherent information value or like its productive value to me, right? Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't read any books, right? Mm. I still read books that would be like a fantasy book, like Harry Potter, for example. Okay. It's not going to give me any information, right? But it's gonna like make me feel happy. Then I read it, right? And it also has like benefits of like improving your vocabulary or like pro probably like, giving you ideas and stuff, making you more creative. Yeah. But I wouldn't like misclassify them as being books that only provide value. I feel like when I think about books that provide value, then I only want value from the things that I want value from, yeah. right? So I I disagree in reading books at all, in mm. general, right? Unless it's for pleasure reading. Okay. So I feel like because the information in books is like so spaced out, right? Mm. 
that you're going to have to go through the whole book to find the key pieces of wisdom and things yeah. that actually matter, you know? Yeah. But when you talk to a person or you watch a YouTube video, right? The information is a lot more condensed, yeah. right? And it's much easier to search for it, right? For yeah. example, if I'm having trouble with something, I'll search for it on YouTube. I'll get one video about it, right? Yeah. Take for example, uh, if I want to learn how to fix my sink, right? Yeah. I could technically go through a book about plumbing, right? Yeah. And in one chapter, I'll find out how to fix sinks, right? Yeah. But it took me like four hours to go through that whole book, okay? Yeah. But if I were to just go on a YouTube video or ask a friend how to fix a sink, I could get that same information in a condensed and concise manner and just like yeah. learn that much and that's it, you know? So yeah. I feel like in productive books and stuff, like books that provide value, I only look for books where I feel like the whole book has value in it, most of, yeah. or at least most of the book has value in it, right? Uh, only then I'll read read it, and that too I won't read it and actually listen to it like in an audio book format. Yeah. But if I feel like there's just like certain parts of the book that might be helpful for me, you know, um, then I just won't read the book. You know, I just go on the internet and learn it from somewhere yeah. else. But I feel like with I feel like it depends on the problem, right? Because let's say fixing a sink, you don't need a a lengthy thousand page book to learn that. You can just watch a YouTube video. But let's say it's something more in depth. Let's say you need to learn economic theory. Maybe in that case, reading the book will take precedent over the YouTube video. And maybe that YouTube video would take, say, five hours or several several videos in order for you to get up to speed as you would with that book. But maybe that book was written by a, a very high-class, world-renowned professor, and he'd been refining it for ten years, and it's like his life's work in that one book. Yeah. Compared to maybe a YouTube video where they're more sp sporadic, you know. Yeah. If someone writes a book, well, depending on the person, they write it for the material that they're trying to publish. Mm -hmm. But when people write YouTube videos, I think sometimes people, it can get carried away. And if you have to create a video weekly, for mm -hmm. instance, that information is not going to be as dense as it would in the book. If you're an economist, probably, mm. yeah, you're probably going to need that book. But if you're not, if economics is not your goal at all, <clears throat> then I feel like you don't need to go through that book, you know. For example, yeah. you gave me an example of like a podcast you're listening to about neuroscience. Yeah. And I would never listen to that podcast because my goals and ambitions are not at all related to neuroscience, right? Yeah. You can listen to that podcast probably for pleasure reading, yeah. for listening just because you want to have fun. But I don't think the goal should be to get any value out of it. I feel like you're not going to miss out if you don't read that podcast, listen to that podcast, yeah. you know? But I, I feel like the thing is, is that so many things are interlinked now, so many topics. And so maybe a podcast on neuroscience on the surface, it doesn't seem like it can give you any value. But actually, because it's talking about how the brain works and how you function and actually understanding how your brain works is going to make you more productive. But I think that's a very toxic mentality to have in general. How I feel fun? like we... I mean, it's like hoping in the hopes like this thing might be useful to me in some ways or mm. another. I disagree with that. Whether it's, I decide if it's useful or it's not useful. There's no in-between for me, yeah. you know? So if I want to learn about my brain and stuff, how my brain works, right? Yeah. I'll read that podcast, but I don't need to know how my brain works in the hopes of that it might be useful to me professionally or somewhere I might utilize it, you know? Yeah. I don't need to know that information. I feel like the idea that we all think that, oh, I might need that information. It's again the same thing, just in case information or just in time information, right? Yeah. 
you are saying that just in case I might find something useful in the book, I'm going to read that book. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if I I don't know that there's anything useful in there, there probably is, but there might not be as well, you know. Yeah. But if I ever need to know about my brain, then I can go to the book. But I don't need to know now because it's not immediate information. Then I won't go to the book at all. Yeah. But I think the the problem is. How do you know what you need to know? Because if you don't know it, it's hard to know that you need to know it, if that makes sense. So it's not until you discover that information or you get taught that lesson that you go, actually, I really needed to know that. That's actually very useful. That's, but you can say that about everything. It yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to go through every book in the world. No, of right? course Because not. something, you probably might not know you wanted to read that book, but there was something important that you might have learned. Yeah. But I feel like I'm ready to take that chance of not knowing that thing. Because I feel like the things that I do know, mm. that I need to know, are driving me so far and I feel like that's all I need to know right now. Yeah. I don't need to, maybe something, I might come across something in that book of yours that might improve my life in some way, you know? Yeah. But my life is perfectly fine without it as well, you know? Yeah. I, feel, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, so I don't need to know that book. And I feel like I've learned to cultivate that idea of selective ignorance and focusing on the things that only, ma like, truly matter for me, you know? That way I'm able to, like, single out anything that's not at all important for me, you know? Because I, I saw saying that there might, I'm not saying that there's no value in reading that book. There probably is. Mm -hmm. But there's more value in reading a book that is condensed and only that I know there's going to be value in it yeah you know in the rather than having the hopes of there being value in that book yeah yeah it's an interesting perspective I yeah. think I think for me I, I do agree with you I think I'm I do try and get value and pleasure out of the book though I think that's my my point is that I'm not for instance if I was reading productivity books 24-7 uh, like I've read a lot recently and it, it kind of I'm losing my momentum a bit now, is what is what I think. Okay. So then, to break that up, I'm now reading a book on economics, and you know, instead of listening to a productivity podcast, I'm now listening to one about artificial intelligence and neuroscience. Yeah. Just to kind of break up some of that, and so I am getting pleasure out of it because it's something new. Yeah. But I'm also, I feel like there's a productive aspect already to it, yeah. and I think sometimes you do need to have a, a general blanket view of a, a wide range of topics to get a more specific close-up view of the topic that you want to learn about. So even though you're not learning about economics, economics affects everything, biology affects everything, physics affects everything, so maybe by learning a general overview of that, and you, you're getting a bit of pleasure, but it's a bit of pleasure and a bit of value out of that. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think that makes sense that like probably there is some productive value to it and we shouldn't just think of it as being only pleasure reading. Mm. It has a place in the productive aspect of your life as well. But I feel like that shouldn't be the focus, you know? Like, it's not, like, I don't think, or maybe if I read more books and stuff, I'll probably realize that maybe, like, I need that, that break in between by listening to something else, you know? Yeah. Um, to be more productive. But right now, I've never come across that, like, like you know, losing of momentum. So I feel like those books still have a only pleasure value to me. Yeah. I don't need to know that information, you know? I think the important thing to remember is there's no right or wrong approach. You know, uh, it's whatever works best for the person. Like, my approach, for instance, is not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. And 
some people aren't going to be interested in topics like economics and neuroscience. So to them, there's no point reading that book because yeah. it doesn't provide that much value to them, but it also provides no pleasure. Yeah. And then same with your view. You know, some people might be like me, where maybe they get bored of reading a book just for value, but at the same time, they don't want, think that they, they have enough time for a book just for pleasure. So I, I think it depends on the person, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I feel like right now I'm really focused on like what I want to achieve, you know? So in that sense, um, I feel like I'm very selective about what information I receive. I, yeah. yeah, and I think that focus and that goal and like my ambitions are so clear that I feel like I have literally no use for those economics books, you know? So I think there is a difference about what you want to achieve in life and your goals and ambitions and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay then. I think right. that's it for today, right? I think so. All right, guys. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, that's fine. Well,